Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. a loyal listener is like being part of an exclusive club or a really weird cult a tradition better than sunday dinner with a family coming to you live from atlanta it's the john kincaid show on cbs sports radio thanks so much for hanging out with the john kincaid show cbs sports radio we're at halftime of the show this morning Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. If you want to see your loan options and adjust payments and closing costs online and in real time, Rocket can. We love the folks at Rocket Mortgage. They are spectacular sponsors here at the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio and all of our network. And we appreciate them every stinking day. Every day. They got your back. You can contact them right after my show. They tend to have their operators usually are listening to the show so maybe call after my show but take care of those people they're great we're gonna have some fun this hour jeff kerr gets us ready for an nfl sunday cbs sports nfl writer and are the steelers being dissed and are the ravens in real danger of seeing things just totally collapse for them two of the storylines i'll get to with him plus At 8.40, we play a game today. And Anthony, I know that over time, I've caught your viewing habits. And over time, you've watched some of those Hallmark movies. Be honest. If I had you on the lie detector, you've watched a Hallmark movie. Guilty. Guilty. Now, my buddy Ryan Pavey has starred in a lot of these. Like, it's just they go, okay, Ryan, um, here's what we need you to do. We need you to, like, take your shirt off. Or wear really tight clothes, and in this one, you're going to be a construction worker. Well, of course. I mean, that's one of the cliches of the Hallmark movies is, uh, you know, you have to have, like, a hot actor, a male actor. Right. Now, and a lot of times, the hot male actor is someone that you have no idea who the hell he is. Well, Ryan is not one of those people. He's spectacular. So just be nice to Ryan. Oh, of course. Yeah, we'll, we'll be nice hey, to Ryan. Hey, he had the guts to take a picture with me on the set of General Hospital. He had, the gut, he had the guts to pose for a picture with me. What are the cliches from the Hallmark movies? Usually you have like a 90s actress that you forgot about, right? Okay, right. Like, uh, what's her name? Candace Cameron's in a lot of those, right? Doesn't she do yes, those? Yes, sir, yeah. She does those? She was, uh, which, one of the, uh, which one of the annoying kids on, on Full House was she? Another, she was another, D- DJ. Another sitcom that was not funny. Like I said to you, Blossom really wasn't that funny. Joey coming into the room. Great TV theme song. What? Well, I told you earlier a TV theme song that you knew nothing about. Good luck, Charlie. And I was thinking about it because people have said to me this morning, reaching out, goes running late in dad jokes. Has anybody seen my left shoe? 
This is hard. Close my eyes, take a bite, grab a ride, laugh out loud. There it is up on the roof. This is Disney Channel. I've been there, I survived. So just take my advice. Hang in there, baby. Things are crazy, but I know your future's bright. Hang in there, baby. There's no maybe. Everything turns out all right. Sure, life goes up and down, but trust me, it comes back around. You're gonna love who you turn out to be. Hang in there, baby. A story, because I was trying to figure out how am I going to be separated from my daughter for on a daily basis for 18 months. And we were trying to figure out how we're going to communicate in our own way something unique and different that my daughter can do with me that would be a way that it's just our thing. It's not my, my, my thing with my wife. It's just me and my daughter. So I remembered that when she was a little girl, when she was a young girl, we watched Good Luck Charlie on the Disney Channel together. And the two of us laughed our... Anthony, if you ever... if I don't even know if they show it anymore, but this was a really good family sitcom. And a lot of family sitcoms are not that funny. Like, my daughter has watched The Cosby Show in reruns. And she's like, Dad, this isn't funny. How was this the number one show on TV? It's not funny. And she doesn't like family ties either. She says family ties. She goes, that's terrible. It's not funny. Doesn't get it. This show is very funny. Belly laughs. Really, really good. Talented show. But on the show, Bridget Mendler, the actress who was the star, she makes a video blog for her little sister, Charlie. And she tells her stories of her childhood and says, here's what's going on in the family while she's a little baby and while she's a toddler. And every day she would make a video blog telling her sister about their day. And she says at the end of it, so you see how crazy your family is here. So good luck, Charlie. And it would be very funny. And it was it. So my, my daughter, every morning, I've said to her, every morning you're going to wake up and there's going to be a video from dad. So I'm going to send her a good luck, Charlie type video. So I thank the beautiful Bridget Mendler for the idea and the folks at Disney Channel. And so every day my daughter's going to have a video from her dad. So when she wakes up, because I'll be up to do a morning show, she'll be asleep. There's a video waiting for her when she picks up her phone. She gets to see it, and it's just our little thing. So, And I thank everybody reaching out this morning. I thought I was going to be telling you about my departure from the network at the end of this week's show. Uh, sort of had that rug pulled out from under me. I mean, excuse me here for a second. Guys, what are you doing? Okay, there's Anthony. There's guys coming into my office. They're measuring. They're, like, they're measuring here in the studio. They're measuring for like, that's my chair. What are you doing? It's my chair for another two weeks. What are you doing? There's not a new host in here yet. That's not till, till after in January. Get out of here now. Gosh, can't be- it's unbelievable. People already in here, like, sizing up the furniture and may- maybe going to change colors of the studio and everything. Gosh, it's like you're being pushed out the door. I didn't realize that I was going to, uh, I was supposed to tell you last segment of the show. Today, that next week would be the last John Kincaid show here on CBS Sports Radio. But we'll have a we'll have a, a chance next week. But I just want to tell you quickly because I want to get to sports, get to sports. Uh, how much I appreciate you, how much I love your support of this show, how much I love the fact that 
So many people in so many different cities have become attached to this show, whether it was the seven years that it was on ESPN Radio or the eight years it's been here on CBS Sports Radio, the last 15 years. Waking up with you on Sunday mornings nationwide and getting to know you is tremendous. You people are awesome. And if someone had common sense, Tony Pierno would be, will be snapped up quickly. And I know we have CBS Sports Radio affiliates all over the country. Uh, I can tell you I've worked with many, many people in the industry. Some really, really talented people. And some of my ex-producers have gone on to like do really big things in the industry. They're hosts. They're producers and things like that. And Anthony Piano has been a long-running producer of mine on this network. And somebody will be smart enough to give him a great opportunity coming up. I can promise you that. Uh, interesting that uh, the Detroit Lions... In, in the midst of a pandemic, you know, we're in a global pandemic and, and there's so many things, especially in Michigan, right? Michigan, they're, 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 they're very freaked out and, and worried. And it's been one of the most restrictive states in the entire country. So I'm glad to see they've got their eye on the ball in Michigan, completely focused on the constituency of their state and worrying about the, the important issues of the day. Like Detroit, Ly- Detroit Lions football, What? A group of Michigan state legislators sent a letter to Detroit Lions owner Sheila Ford Hemp urging her to hire San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator Robert Salah as the uh, head coach. Because he grew up in Dearborn, Michigan, and he played college football in the state. Long ties to Michigan state football. So the state legislators... In total focus, laser-like focus on the issues of the day that are most important to the constituency in Michigan, were taking their time to tell the Detroit Lions who they need to hire. It's truly fascinating to me. Absolutely fascinating. When elected officials sort of lose their way. How about this? Elected officials in Michigan. Uh, one of the four toughest states in the country for small business being hit during the coronavirus pandemic due to restrictive lockdowns. I'm using Wall Street Journal numbers. One of the four states where small business owners have been hurt the worst. How about worrying about them? How about worrying about that? You are elected to help people. Why are you telling the Detroit Lions who to hire because you're fanboys for somebody that you want as the head coach? What are you doing? What are you doing? Absolute imbeciles. Worry about your constituents who have real issues like feeding their families, getting their kids back to school, being able to help bolster up the local economy? For gosh sakes, stop worrying about the Detroit freaking Lions. Because if you think the football people that they've hired don't know anything about it, why am I trusting you? Seriously, what, 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 did, what did LeVar Ball say? Stay in your lane. I think it was LeVar's famous quote. You've got to find that one for me, Anthony. I love it. Stay in your lane. That's his thing. R- ridiculous. We're going to send a letter. You know, we've we got a global pandemic going on. Businesses shuttering. Schools failing. Uh, the economy crashing in our state. But you know what's important? We need as legislators to tell the Detroit Lions who they should hire as their head coach. Seriously. 
play the clown music when you start the next session, when you guys all convene. Bring in the jugglers. Red noses for everybody. My gosh. Yes, it is. Here is your Detroit. Here is your state of Michigan state legislators. My gosh. Yes, look over here. We've got jugglers. Oh, wait a minute. He's got a bucket of water. No, he doesn't. It's all. It's confetti. Oh, this is great. Don't look over there. Don't look at all the shuttered businesses. Don't look at the kids can't be, you know, in the failing school. Let's worry about the Detroit Lions head coaching job. Imbeciles. Imbeciles, every one of them. All right, let's get to my top four in college football. What? What? I got dumb fingers. Every week, John Kincaid puts the top teams in college football on notice. It's time for JK's Playoff Four. Alright, uh, I got I got very dumb fingers there. I, I mess up all the time. Anthony, you're never gonna have me mess up again. I'm never gonna mess up again and ruin it. So Alabama number one. Clemson number two. Notre Dame, number three. Yes, Notre Dame who beat Clemson is number three. Yes, because I do realize starting quarterbacks matter. And number four, well, for now, I'll give it back to Ohio State. We'll let Ohio State have it. But guess what? If you, if you don't play six games and then they fix the rules for you to make it five, please, that's not enough games. I, can, I don't care what the Big Ten tells you. Five games, six games, when other teams are playing 10, 11 games, 12 games maybe, to complete their resumes, it's not enough. Especially when you haven't put together. What's the Ohio State resume? Alabama 1, Clemson 2, ND 3, Ohio State 4. There is your first four in the world of college football on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. I have a little thing here where I push buttons in front of me, and I, I, have, I, I sometimes hit the wrong button. Or I, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. Thankfully, I've got competent people in control that know how to keep me in line. Jeff Kerr discusses the uh, Sunday in the NFL coming up with us, and we're going to have a good time with that. And then we're having Carlos Medina come on. We're going to play a little game. It's the holiday season. Going to have a little fun this morning. Carlos Medina, front office Los, who's always got great numbers in the NFL, too. He'll share some of that. But, Anthony, have you ever heard of my Hallmark movie game? I think I told you last week we were going to do Yes, I've heard about this game. Okay, it's a game. So I want every one of you out there to start thinking about this because after the bottom of the hour, we will do this. Carlos Medina is so bright. All you have to give him is, Anthony, I need you to give me a profession, a city, and one other random fact. So give me a profession. Just a, pick a profession. All right, an elementary school music teacher. Okay, mu- oh, that's very specific. Okay, elementary school music teacher. Okay, then give me a location. Burlington, Vermont. <laughs> oh, really? You're, again, you're very specific. You've watched a lot of these. Okay, and then one other random fact. Dead spouse. Well, that, well wait a minute. You've just t- given the, that, that's every single one of the Hallmark <laughs> movies, isn't it? Isn't that what it is? Like, you can, give, you can throw any scenario at Carlos. You could say, okay, so I want you thinking about these because we're going to test him because he does this on the fly. So I'm going to say something like auto mechanic, 
uh, Deland, Florida. Mom's got a missing limb. And he can come up with the Hallmark movie and make it warm and fuzzy and romantic for you. We'll, we'll test his knowledge of this coming up a little bit later this hour. You're not going to get this stuff after the new year, so you better just, better just prepare. Jeff Kerr discusses all things NFL. Are the Steelers being dissed by everybody loving the Chiefs? We'll ask him his opinion next on the J.K. Show, CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. If football is a religion, consider yourself in the front pew. Back to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. We appreciate you finding the John Kincaid Show here on CBS Sports Radio every single week. This is the finale next Sunday of this show, and uh, we appreciate everybody who has been a part of this show for a long time before I make the move to Philadelphia. And uh, very, very uh, excited by that. We'll talk more about it as the show goes along today. But I'm excited about this NFL slate. Jeff Kerr joins us, CBS Sports NFL writer. And also, uh, Jeff, I mean, Westchester, Pennsylvania. That's like, you know, that's my old stomping grounds. Yeah, uh, how's it going, John? Oh, by the way, uh, congrats on the move. Thanks, Jeff. Looking forward to it very, very much. Looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be quite a change of life, though. I mean, it's a, I've been in the South for 26 years it's, I, I hear it gets cold up there, so I, I guess I must have forgotten. <laughs> it's, you know, it's crazy, John. I, when I first started getting into sports, I actually remember you on WIP. It was a long, long time ago. Long but, time ago. Uh, yeah, I used to do um, uh, deliver papers with my dad, like, really early in the morning. He'd be listening to WIP, and I remember your voice. It, it, it's crazy. I, I can't believe it's been 26 years. It's amazing, and I appreciate that, and it's going to be good. And I, I, I've loved uh, this NFL season, seeing some of your work there. So tell me, are the Pittsburgh Steelers getting dissed because everybody is such huge fans of the Kansas City Chiefs? I think so. Um, you know, they are 10-0. They don't win flashy, but they're winning football games. It's, I mean, look at Wednesday's game against Baltimore, for example. They give up a 70-yard touchdown pass to Trace McSorley. I feel like I've talked about more of the Trace McSorley pass then I did Pittsburgh actually win the football game. Maybe it was because I figured they were going to win the game because Baltimore pretty much went into the day with like 36 players on their active roster that did not have COVID. So maybe we chalked it up as a win. I don't know. Maybe because they're playing Washington this week. That should probably be a win as well. But they have that makings of they're probably not as good as their record says, but in 1972, I don't think people said the same thing about the Miami Dolphins, and then they had a perfect season. And then you look at the final numbers, you're like, oh, yeah, that was a pretty good team. But it feels the same way with Pittsburgh. It's They're not flashy. Their quarterback's playing well. Um, they really don't have a good running game. Their offensive line's good. They got really good skill position players at the wide receiver. Anyway, their defense is good, but yet, we don't talk about him because Patrick Mahomes is really good. Sure. Russell Wilson is really good. And Aaron Rodgers is really good. So who's really good in the NFC? I still. Really I'm good. Go I, I'm using the words really good. So you got to be very careful here. Yeah. I got to go with Seattle. Um, they were my preseason Super Bowl pick to, to win the NFC. Uh, not to win it. That was Kansas City. I still love Russell Wilson. 
I think Seattle is getting healthy at running back with Chris Carson. And sooner or later, Rashad Penny's going to be there. So uh, I'm hoping anyway for, for my Super Bowl pick. They're loaded at wide receiver. I, I figured Josh Gordon was going to come back. Him basically joining that wide receiver group in week 16 is going to be huge. I don't care if he contributes or not. You're basically having Josh Gordon as the number three, number four wide receiver. That's going to be huge for them, especially for D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett on the outside. Their defense, as maligned as they are, they've only allowed 20 points per game over the last three games, and their secondary has been getting better. And I like to think that's because of Jamal Adams coming back. I think when they missed Jamal Adams, that was huge for them. They got another guy that can put the quarterback. Carlos Dunlap's another one. They acquired him at the trade deadline. He's been a beast for that defensive line and for getting pressure on the quarterback. I got to go Seattle right now. That's good to hear. Now, the question is the teams that are really bad, are they really bad? Like, when you talk about, like, the Jets being terrible, everybody understands the Jets are terrible. But right now, the team that is in your locale, the Philadelphia Eagles, to me, I have eyeballs on it. They're terrible. I, I, I think they're terrible, and I think they're doing less with more than some teams. I think they're underachieving. Yeah, and it's weird, John, because in 2018 and 2019, I thought they overachieved with the personnel they had and all the injuries. Now it's the exact opposite. It's, they have the best quarterback in their division talent-wise. He's terrible. Eagles fans can't admit he's terrible. I mean, really, there's only one quarterback that's worse than Carson Wentz this year that's played the full year, and that's Drew Locke. That's not good. Carson Wentz should not be getting compared to Drew Locke. He should be getting compared to Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, guys of that nature. And I don't think fans can admit it. As bad as Doug Pearson's play calling has been and the decisions he made are just crazy, Wentz isn't helping when he can't make a five-yard slant route to Greg Ward, which, again, that might be a problem. They're throwing footballs to Greg Ward. So, yeah, the personnel's been bad. Pearson really doesn't seem to know what he's doing. They're playing their 11th. Offensive line combination, 12 games, which is unheard of considering we remember a time when Andy Reid coached this team and they went all 16 games in 2000 without a single change on, on the offensive line. So this is all new in Philadelphia for, unless, you know, the Randall Cunningham years, obviously, when it felt like every offensive line was terrible. Um, their defense has actually been playing kind of better. I, I think they play hard for Jim Schwartz. They just don't have the talent at, certain aspects, but this offense has let them down. And I know Eagles fans hate when you bring this up, but they could have had Justin Jefferson. Yes. Nothing wrong with Jalen Rager. They could have had Justin Jefferson. They could have DK Metcalf. They drifted J.J. Ortega Whiteside, who, by the way, DK Metcalf almost has as many catches and yards in one game as he's had his entire career. So, again, they're not helping Carson Wentz at all, but it's not like Wentz is playing well either. I got to tell you that, uh, like, to me – I'm so impressed with what the NFL has managed to accomplish this year because I expected much more mayhem than this. I'm glad that they were trying to have a season. I'm glad that they didn't listen to the doomsdayers that said don't even try. But honestly, we're into week 13, and to not have one game canceled off the slate to me is still absolutely incredible. Do you, how much confidence do you have that we see a finish line? I think we are going to finish. I, if you were to ask me this, you know, maybe five, six weeks ago, I said, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I knew the NFL was going to start. I was 100% confident of that. There's just too much money involved. But to finish with, what, we got five weeks? I think it's very possible, even with all the COVID stuff. And 
it's crazy. Like, I didn't think they were going to play Steelers Ravens. I thought at the very worst, they were going to have a week 18 and they were going to get what they wanted and play that 16 team playoff. And that's still in play, but I, I don't know. It's, I feel like they really made an example last Sunday, and I did the St. Broncos game. When Denver had that incident, they could have postponed that game to Monday or Tuesday. They said, no, it's in one quarterback room. You didn't follow protocol. That's your problem. I agreed with that decision, by the way, too. Oh, I I really did. I mean, they they made their own bed ignorantly. Yeah, they did. And Drew Locke admitted it. And you know what? I love how Denver owned up to it. We did not follow protocol. We are not going to slam the league here. Vic Fangio, to me, I don't know if he's a good coach or not. Denver's had a lot of problems since two years there. But I thought that was very man of him to say, hey, look, we've done the right thing most of this year. We screwed up. And your bridge is only as strong as your weakest point. And in the cases of Denver, definitely. Baltimore, definitely. A strength and conditioning coach, of all things, caused this outbreak. Everybody's got to be on board. And I think the NFL's trying to tell people that. And I think you're going to see, John, we might see some canceled games because some of these bad teams, like say the Jets have an outbreak, do you really care if the Jets play that Sunday if they're playing? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to show a bad team in there. Uh, Denver. They, they just play Denver. They could cancel that game. It, it doesn't mean anything. So, yeah, I think we're going to see a finish line, and I think you're going to see these playoff teams buckle down because – can you imagine if a team has to lose a playoff game because of a COVID outbreak? Yeah, I mean that's 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 where you you don't nobody wants to see it happen. Everybody wants to see. I think everybody's rooting for success. I think there are some people that are not. I think there are some people that are not just from their behaviors. I've seen. I think I think they'd rather be right. I've insisted that all along. They'd rather be right about the entire thing and say, "I told you this wouldn't work." And now that, you know, they're up against it. I'm excited. Is there a, you got to give me one thing now. So moving back home, what's something that in the two decades I've been gone in, in like the Westchester area, what's a place, where's a place I have to hit? Oh boy. Should I go Westchester or should we go closer to Philly here? Because there's Okay. Give me one, give me one closer to Philly. That's fine. Um, well, first off, you got to go D'Alessandro's. Well, go I know D'Alessandro's. No, you're giving me stuff I know. <laughs> I, give me I know some, that, Give me a new place. Give me a new place. Uh, something a new, new. Place. Like something oh, new. Give me one. Isn't there something new? Like some new know. restaurant? No, new new bar? New restaurant? Nothing's changed? Yeah, to me, nothing's changed since I turned 21, but that was, oh. what, ten, that was 10 years ago. So, well, there you I mean, go. I'm, I'm old school here, John, so really, By the way, you want... Yeah, go on. Go ahead. Are you, are you East? Are you Westchester East? Are you where are you oh, from? Oh no, I I didn't go to any of the high schools in Westchester. I actually uh, grew up in Douglasville. Oh okay. See, look at yeah. that. There you go. Yeah, but right. I covered a lot of the Westchester schools though. Um, well, there you go. I so. coached ice hockey at Westchester East and Downingtown. Yeah. How about that? See, See historical. There you go. So honestly, I'm old school. DK Diner. That's where you gotta go. Hey, <laughs> great job. <laughs> and by the way, the DK Diner was featured on the opening of the old soap opera, One Life to Live. I did not know that. Yeah, see? Now, because that is Landview, Pennsylvania. That area uh-huh. of Landview, the, uh, all my children was Bryn Mawr, and Landview was supposed to be like out where Westchester, Exton, that area, more, a little more of the countryside. See? There so you, wait, you learn you're going to be day. shocked when you see what happened to the Exton Mall. 
Well, I, I, I was there. I just was there a couple weeks ago. I tweeted about it. it. It would look like a ghost town. I couldn't believe it. It is. All right. We can't bore people ago. with this. We can't bore people with this too much anymore. So I got to run. Thank you for coming on today, and I look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Thank, Thank you, man. John. Take care of yourself. Did you, Anthony? You did not know that. Did you? Did you? You knew? Did you know? You your, or your mom watched Tad and Dixie? Yeah, all my children. I used to watch it with my mother when sure, I was younger. All my children. Family. Yeah. Tad and Dixie back in the day. Yeah, I remember Tad, those two. Tad is on General Hospital now. Is he? Yeah, Tad plays. A lawyer named Martin. I remember Gray. that big storyline once when he got like amnesia. Yes, after like was... a bombing or something that they <laughs> he had. Got amnesia. Yes, uh, Michael Knight, uh, not from Knight. It, it plays Tad Martin, but now he plays Martin Gray on General Hospital. Very, and he's very funny. He's a very funny uh, character and good. And when I got to go on the set of All My Children Up in New York. Uh, got led around by Alicia Minshew, fantastic actress. Who what was about Kendall. Susan Lucci? I met her. She was gorgeous. And I saw her in sweatpants, sweatshirt, her hair pulled up in like a one of those scrungy things because I guess she was going to get her makeup done. No makeup. And she was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. And I called my wife. They said, they said okay, well, now they're, they're all going into makeup, so I had to like waste some time. And I called my wife and I said, I've got my feet up on Adam Chandler's desk. <laughs> I was sitting on there, sitting on that. Is Erica so. Kane the most iconic soap opera character, character ever? Luke Spencer from General Hospital, Stefano DeMera from Days of Our Lives. There's a lot of them. Okay. But Susan Lucci is maybe the actress that most, you know, does that. And she's awesome. And we share a birthday. December 23rd. There you go. We share a birthday. See all the useless knowledge I've got? You're going to miss all this, folks. Knowledgeable, passionate, and a beautiful head of hair. He's John Kincaid, and he's only on CBS Sports Radio. That's the jingle bell. I've been listening to Sounds of the Season on Comcast because my wife demands it. She wants it on all the time, the Sounds of the Season. And she speaks right into the app and says, right into the remote and says, Sounds of the Season. If she's not watching that, she's watching Hallmark movies. And you know the Hallmark movies. They're the same story over and over again. And and a guy that I used to work with, so I was unceremoniously shown the door on a random Thursday, not that I'm bitter or anything, uh, is uh, Carlos Medina. One of my favorite people, one of my greatest uh, you know ears that I've ever worked with in sports radio joins us now. On the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Carlos? Is 
The building hasn't burned down because I'm here. It hasn't burned down since I left. <laughs> they haven't sh- they haven't shuttered business. You know, so it's good to no, say. From what I understand, things are uh, things are still kind of normal, but it's never normal when you're not around. I left you a love note. You're just gonna have to find it tomorrow. We'll we'll see what you see if you can find it. Uh, I I, I want to. Of course, you're gonna have some random stuff in the NFL. You'll share with us too, because everybody should follow Front Office Los on Twitter for. Honestly, the off-season, he's better than in-season. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not trying to downplay your work. But your off-season is your fastball. You'll have your draft guide. You'll have your, your, your off-season guide for all 32 teams. And it's free. Everybody can get it. Every, everything is free. And, and I will tell you this. I'm, I'm getting ready to ramp up that process. Once I normally hit January, that becomes the time when I start doing the overview of every NFL team, where they're at salary cap-wise, where they're at when it comes to uh, different veterans on the squad, whether or not they're going to make the team. And I think the most important thing, when you talk about a, a, an NFL season uh, that we're, we're steaming towards the playoffs, that's going to start in about a month. But then we're going to have a lot of teams that have to figure out what to do with their cap space uh, in, in a league where it's going to drop to about $175 million. There are teams like the Saints and the Eagles where it's going to be fascinating how they get under next year's cap. You know how many downloads and how many uh, followers you're going to pick up from Philadelphia once I arrive? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you can't you're going to be- become, become a rock star more than you already are. Now, I could pick your brain about all the great things going on in the NFL right now, but something that we did one day goofing off off-air – that we made into an on-air bit became very popular. And that was the Hallmark movie game where people could call up and suggest, ra- throw at you random, random, just a, a per- I always say a location, a profession, and a random fact. And Carlos Medina can make up a Hallmark movie out of it. Anthony, do you have a better, do you have a better one to throw at uh, Carlos than you did? You threw him like the plot of every one earlier when we were talking. Do you have a better one that you can test this man's expertise? Because the Hallmark channel should actually hire him. Yeah. What do you want to throw at him? What about, we will go with a uh, construction worker in uh, uh, Concord, New Hampshire. (laughs) And how about a canceled flight? Oh, oh! He's throwing a curveball at you here. All right, try, try it. You got to Concord, New Hampshire, construction worker, canceled flight. Well, let me let me just point this out because every year Hallmark does about forty movies, and they all kind of you know kind of go the same formulaic route. And so all you have to do is make sure that everything leads towards romance. So, for instance, in this case, a lonely construction worker trying to make it home trying to get uh, out of Concord, ends up being delayed. And he meets a recently divorcee flight attendant. And what ends up happening is, over the course of an entire evening, again, right near Christmas, he and her end up realizing that they are finding love and that they are growing and that by the end of the movie, they share a kiss and we wonder if they're going to get together uh, under the mistletoe. But they never get naked, right? No, no, it, it's never, it's never anything that's that's uh, uh that so is like extremely they're not hot. Yeah, they're not using his layover and like going to the uh, the 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 lounge. No, no, and, we're, we're okay, so none all, of that. All, all, yeah, it's a whole lot of talk about family awesome. and and they do they have their own adventures around the airport. That's the way these things. Oh, work. okay. 
See, now I was thinking adventures around the airport totally differently. <laughs> so I, so I missed this game. I'll throw that's one not, at him. By the way, Hallmark works. By the way, if you would like to jump in and, and share and, and test his knowledge, you can at 855-212-4CBS. I will give you one here. Okay? I have a, uh, a – I'm going to put this one in Dallas, Texas. Okay? Dallas, Texas, the profession is epidemiologist, and the random fact is – uh, defective masks. I'm really, te- I'm really testing you here. Defective masks, epidemiologist, Dallas, Texas. Well, what I would tell you is this particular Hallmark movie takes place in Dallas, Texas, where an epidemiologist is dealing with a global pandemic and is in a situation where he realizes his mask is defective. But the interesting thing is he meets a seamstress, and she's a recent divorcee. Now, this seamstress is able to help him work on his mask. And this, all again, all comes during the time leading up to Christmas. This is the moment where he starts to realize that some of his own faults and his own frailties and the things that he's been treating as so important really are not that much. There are not that important because this seamstress, who's just a, a recent divorcee, is the person who's able to fill in the gaps in his life and help him with his work. And so they end up finding love under the mistletoe. Uh, I, have, I, have one more for you. I have one more for you here. They all uh, follow the same stuff. Yes, California. Uh, criminal profiler and accused serial killer. <laughs> okay, well. You, you Hallmark know I, movie. I, this, I, is, I, this is dicey. This, this is uh, this is more tricky because Hallmark I, never addresses anything that's kind of I, what I would say dark and foreboding, such as you know criminal killer. profiles. Accuse, but, and I said accused serial killer. Well, in this case, what I would say is that the criminal profiler, as we approach Christmas, is is very stressed out. He's a recent divorcee. He's oh, a yes. single dad, <laughs> and and that's also of an important too. He's a single dad looking oh, yes. for that woman that'll help complete the family. Now, here's the thing. He's trying to build a criminal profile on a particular serial killer that's out there, and he decides that he needs to meet with a particular person who, in this case, her family was a victim of this serial killer. Oh. But he's looking into whether or not she might have been the person, and what he ends up doing is he, through his profile, is able to make sure that she is not the, the accused killer, and he's able to help free her from any of these charges. Wow. And then they find, and then they find love under the mistletoe. Oh, I was thinking love and lockup, <laughs> conjugal visits or something. You took it a different direction. That is awesome. Tell me about your Dallas Cowboys for a second. Are they as bad as they look? And more importantly, are my Philadelphia Eagles as bad as they look? Because I am of the opinion that the Eagles should be more embarrassed, far more embarrassed than Dallas. What I would tell you is this. Your season, my season, they really emulate one another in that your quarterback is still upright, but it's unfortunate because is he? Have his... Is he? <laughs> I, mean, I point this out. When you're missing as much on your offensive line, uh, it's the same story that's going on in, in Arlington, Texas with the Cowboys. When I watched the previous game on Thanksgiving when they were playing the uh, the former Washington Redskins team, uh, it was amazing to see a Dallas team that had already lost their starting left tackle and right tackle early on in the year have their starting left tackle and right tackle in that game go down. Uh, the, the Cowboys are a shell of themselves offensively because they can't protect the quarterback, and it's the exact same thing. When I watch Philadelphia, 
you can't protect the quarterback, and then they, they don't. They're, yeah, they're a team that's not really uh, filled with explosive offensive options to get open to start with. So I, I think it's really difficult to, to watch this, to watch either one of these teams, and say, "All right, I'm getting a good look at what this offense is, what this quarterback is, and make an evaluation for next season." If the Steelers beat the Chiefs in the postseason, why will they do it? Uh, defense. Now that's going to take a hit. Bud Dupree losing him uh, with the ACL injury. Uh, the Steelers, what they're able to do is they're able to bring pressure from so many areas. You have a multitude of players and have at least six sacks. Uh, and, and so you're talking about a team that at least from an offensive standpoint and a defensive standpoint, they're pretty well balanced. The problem is the Chiefs, they're so dynamic offensively and the things they throw at you. You can watch game after game after game of theirs and think you have a beat on what they're going to do offensively. And then when by the time you play them, they throw so many different things at you. It seems like every single game they're up by 14, and then you got to figure out what you're going to do from there. It's unbelievable. The uh, Is there any reason to think a NFC team is a real challenge for the Chiefs, a real obstacle potentially? Yeah, absolutely. We, we have week-to-week options where things happen, a scenario plays out, and a team can get a win. You know, Green Bay, I think, can beat some teams. Uh, given the fact that if their defense shows up and is able to play decently, they have enough offensively to go ahead and beat people. The, the same thing goes for a team like New Orleans. I think they're, uh, they're a pretty solid defensive squad, uh, number one right now in the league, and so they can make some things happen. Th- this is not a thing where I look at Kansas City and say there's no way they cannot get beat. But when you're looking at a team that's gone almost a calendar year with one loss, it makes it really difficult to figure out how that happens. Los, uh, I miss you. Everybody follow front office Los on Twitter, and you can catch up. His offseason is his fastball, but his changeup and his curve are pretty good, too. So I look forward to talking to you soon, buddy. See you, man. Enjoy the Hallmark movie. See you, John. There they are. He's a romantic. He's a romantic. He knows how to do it. Lots going on here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Hopefully you will stick around for the final hour of the program. We've got a lot going on. I can tell you this. The NBA's new rules, these are going to be the biggest test ever during the coronavirus pandemic. One hour to go on the second of the last edition of the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.